the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and I want to welcome you to this edition of the DI Guys podcast. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdo. Mike, what is shaking in Denver today? Everything is good in Denver, Chris. Thank you for asking. I mean, we're, what, two weeks away from Thanksgiving, and evidently we're supposed to do it alone. It is what it is. Plenty of sunshine, and it looks like there's been a little bit of moisture in the hills. Things are good. Uh, we did get the right kind of moisture. Thanks for asking about that, because fires are, I think, extinguished. Yeah, and it's just a 10-day forecast of sunny and nice. So hopefully, you know what, we can go enjoy this Thanksgiving weekend, whether we do it with ourselves or ourselves. What do you think? Well, yeah, obviously there's a lot of stuff that has gone on politically the last couple of weeks and is going to continue <laughs> to go on. And, and you or I uh, aren't going to be able to change that. But what we can do as an industry is we can focus on helping people protect their, their incomes and I think one of the things that is important, Mike, is has gotten a lot of attention during the debates, and it's going to rage over the next several months, you know, is the whole concept of the Affordable Health Care Act and, and what happens about my medical insurance. And it's something that you and I talked about right before we jumped on this recording was just the whole idea of you know, half of a health insurance plan. And I know it's been one of your favorite ideas over the years, so... Can you just take a, a, a few minutes and just talk about how you've used the concept of a half of a health insurance plan to help producers sell more DI? Chris, I'm really glad you brought that up today because even as we went into the very end of the political season, and I'll, I'll be candid, I have a political hangover and I think everybody else does. At the end of the day, my public commentary, like me or hate me, is not going to be good, bad, or indifferent. But I will tell you this. The first time I ever voted, I think Jimmy Carter became the president of the United States. That was a couple of years ago. Fair, Chris? Uh, I remember that. Might have been the first time you voted, too, actually, because I think you were a between-election year. So you, it was probably your first vote, too, as the Jimmy Carter era. You're exactly right. And now, fast forward from that particular year to 2020, going into 2021. This is a question I will ask you to put things in perspective. How much governmentally has everything really changed in that amount of time for you? For my day-to-day -day world, day -to -day. I, don't get, I don't get involved in it. There's a couple of things. Let me answer that question, Mike. There are times where my, I pay more taxes versus less taxes. Fair. And certainly when it comes to the concept of health insurance, the government has certainly got a heck of a lot more involved than it was in 1980. I agree. And you and I go, I, I don't think there's anybody in America that doesn't want somebody to have health care. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, as a nation, I think that we are very benevolent. We want people to be protected. Yes. Okay, that out of the way, let's talk about we have 180 million, give or take, to pay for health insurance. We have affordable health care. So in some way, shape, or form, everybody technically could get health care today. Here's the problem with health care. And you and I have called this, and I learned this probably in 1988, what you have is half a health insurance plan. You only own a health insurance policy. My United Healthcare card, one, Chris, have you seen your health care 
the actual policy, the or only all or all that you have is a card. I have a card. Correct. Have you ever looked for your policy online? Uh, no. You actually know we're going to do two things. Do you know what it covers? I know generally what it covers. Generally, so you don't know what's on the fifth page of your plan, right? Uh, the next time I look at the fifth page will be the first time. <laughs> Ever. So this is my point. This is how health insurance works in America. We talk about bankruptcies because of illness. We talk about bankruptcies because of illness. I'm saying that twice for a reason because I've actually remember seeing, of all people, Brian Williams a long time ago and saying the problem with healthcare in America is, is a guy gets cancer, he's got health insurance plan, and they actually did this expose on a family in Texas. He's got the best coverage, he's got everything, and he still goes bankrupt. That's just wrong. And that was the, what I remember taking away from Brian Williams' comment a million years ago. I think it was on NBC. Um, on a healthcare expose for the nightly news. And I was in this business then and I'm going, that is just so far fetched. He lost everything, not because a doctor didn't get paid, because health insurance does what, Chris? Pays for the doctor and for the hospital and for the pharmacist. Correct. It pays all medical professionals in the event you get hurt or sick. So it takes a village. So reminding people that your $2,000 monthly premium, and I'm using any random number today, so your $24,000 a year that you're paying for your family medical is going into this giant bucket, and you ask somebody, what does the insurance company do with that money? And the first thing almost anybody will tell you is, you know what, they take profits and they, and they invest the money and they get rich. No, actually, because you don't write a check to any physician in the world anymore, do you, Chris? Nope. No, you just wait until the health premium that you pay gets all the way filters through the cycle does its eight trillion things as it heads up to whether it's united healthcare kaiser or everybody in between and then they ultimately write a check back to whom to the doctor absolutely correct the healthcare provider so we both know and I'm, I'm doing this a little bit longer today so we can get a clear understanding and you can gain the confidence to do this. So talking to a client about the fundamentals of insurance, it takes a village, all of those $24,000 premiums go to an insurance company. Of course, they're in business to make money. Let's just discount that. But no physician gets paid until the money is distributed from that insurance company to their organization. That right. makes sure that in the event that you get hurt or sick or I get a hip replaced, that my doctor got paid for doing services rendered or services performed. That's easy. I keep asking to this day, everybody, that's a health insurance policy. Here's what a health insurance plan should look like. We just went through what happens in the event that I get hurt or sick. I break my femur skiing up in Beaver Creek. I'm going to be out for one year, and I'm not going to work. They're going to spend $100,000 fixing this giant bone in my body, putting me back together, letting me have a wheelchair, letting me get around, and letting me slowly heal. I'm not going to work for a year. Therein lies the rub. Chris, that is where the problem starts, is no longer do you have mug. You know what mug is. Help me out here. Mortgage, utilities, and groceries. Mortgage, utilities, and groceries. Small little company came up with that a long, long time ago, and, and I, to this day, use it. This is where the real problem comes in. You're no longer working. You're at home, and you do not have any way to generate revenue or generate an income for your family. How do we fix it? Easy is, is, is all get up, as I like to say. What we do is we stop doing buying insurance policies and we start planning. 
we buy an insurance plan. So we get a medical insurance plan. And in my world, it's, it's just twofold and two parts. It's that United or Kaiser Healthcare or whomever you have, Aetna, Cigna, I don't know, whomever you own, you have it. That's awesome. That's the piece that pays the doc. What about the piece that pays you? And this is where you ask this simple question. You've gone through one minute of the, this is how insurance works. This is how the doctor gets paid. It, it appears that everybody on this list is getting paid for rendering service in the event that you get hurt or sick and you're well taken care of. Now, here's the key to this whole sales concept. Would you like to put yourself on that payroll? Yes or no? And ask the question this way. Would you like to put yourself on that payroll? Yes or no? Chris, if the answer is yes, then you get to continue on and say, I have the solution to your problem. It's known as, it's going to be part of this risk protection package that I talk about so often, Chris, and it becomes income protection, which is the completion of health insurance planning. We add a second policy that in the event you get hurt or sick, you too will put yourself on the payroll, continue to get paid so that you can make sure that if nothing else Mug is satisfied, and Mug is mortgage, utilities, and grocery. Of course, there's way more bills every month than that, but that is the simplest explanation that I can think of for selling income protection. And in today's world, with COVID, health is at the forefront of everybody's brain, every waking moment, it feels like, of every day. Go out, get on Zoom calls, and ask your clients, do you have a health insurance policy or do you have a health insurance plan? Chris, the question will come back to you as I don't know what you're talking about. Boom, you've just opened up a conversation for income protection. And speaking of opening up income protection conversations, I think it wasn't that many years ago that you had published a book that has 50 of these similar sales ideas. Would you like to elaborate on that for me for a minute? The name of the book is The Napkin Advisor. Everybody is a little bit different in their style and who they're talking to. Myself and my co-author, Jeff Kearns, we crafted this book so even the person, whether they're an expert or they're a novice at DI, just has a tool that they could go out and what you just said, Mike, begin the income protection conversation. And we're not here to think that you need all 50. What any advisor needs is three or four of these that really resonates with them and get really good at it, and they could sell so much disability insurance because, Mike, you and I know that the biggest hurdle for most agents and advisors is beginning the conversation. They can explain what, you know, the policy provisions are, or as you like to remind people, your client only cares about four things. How much am I going to get? When does it start? How long does it last? And how much does it cost? but we got to get the conversation started and I'm going to use another cogism if I can so we can get the bobblehead nodding, correct? That's exactly right, Chris. I'm sitting here thinking and laughing because it's, it's the napkin and it's a little red book, correct me? Yeah. White and red. Yep. I call it the red book. Here's what it does is you don't need to read 50 and try to figure, find something that you're comfortable with. There's 50 options. And you know what? Every single one can be effective and a little different depending upon your personality. And as I, as I even teach my children, if it gets to where it's going, does it matter? In other words, is a two-handed chess pass just as cool as a behind-the-back pass if it ends up in the hands of where it's supposed to be, Chris? 
Uh, you know, Mike, that's a great analogy. And, and the reality is, is to your point, just get it to the person you're passing it to. Yeah, so simple beats complicated every time. And that is the entire reason that we do the DI Guy podcast is not to sit here and tell you about some giant salary continuation plan, section 105 of the Internal Revenue Code, because we know that and we can do that. But our goal with this podcast, which is almost, I think, a year old now, are we close? Must be. Yep. Is to get you to do just these really simple ideas. And as Chris just said, he took a cogism, which happens to be me, get the bobblehead to shake that head up and down. And something like half a health and care, if you don't like that, in Chris and Jeff's book, you've got 49 other simple choices. So I would suggest, if nothing else, our book, by the way, The Broker's Broker has done really well, Chris, in the last couple of weeks since the release on November the 3rd. But if you're interested and you put these two together, you should be the DI master of all time, I, I would think. Yeah, they're really good tools to help anybody who is really, as I like to say, serious about writing disability insurance as opposed to just being curious. Well, Chris, I think that, you know what, we're well on our way. We all know 2021, God willing, the sun will come up and we will go forward. 2020 has been probably one of the most interesting years since you and I have been on this good earth. I don't remember 68 all that well because I was eight years old and chewing bubble gum. But beyond that, this is probably one of the most interesting years as an adult I've ever lived through. And I think we'll get through it and continue on. But if we can help you stay focused or if you're new to selling income protection, we're here to help. And we mean that from the bottom of our hearts. And so to everybody, thank you. Mike, great episode. Great talking to you. I'll talk soon.